Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. I think people... More and more people are noticing that there is either a malicious uh, group of people trying desperately to undermine the, the tradition and the truth of Orthodox Catholicism, or there's a bunch of really, really incompetent people in charge. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's old enough to drink and drive. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. We started this podcast seven years ago to find out if Catholics can be funny, and uh, we still haven't figured it out. Welcome. <laughs> Do you know those seven-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, other seven-year-olds, to our podcast. Have you ever, have you ever seen those seven-year-olds that are just tanking Miller Lights in the yeah, driver's dude. seat? <laughs> I love those kids. I always wanted to be like that when I was young, you know? I'd be sitting there on my stupid tricycle. I thought you were doing a bit, popsicle. but you've seen you've seen seven year olds. Oh, I've, the things I've seen, you wouldn't believe, brother. Growing up in but Kansas, I, I guess. I was on a tricycle. Distinct memory, sure. core memory, mm-hmm. as they would say in in the hallowed halls of the mental health division at Disney, mm-hmm. aka Pixar Studios. Mm-hmm. But I was on a tricycle. And I was yeah. eating a blue icy pop. And I saw this kid shotgunning a Miller Lite, driving with his feet. <laughs> Ford F-150, 1997, Lariat yeah. edition, uh-huh. extended cab, short bed, ran right into a mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and we're right and, and this podcast is older than him. And you're, so, on a, you're on a tricycle? Yeah, I was on a tricycle. You know why bicycles can, can't beat tricycles in a race? I don't want to know. Because they're too tired. They can't, they're just, they just, they just can't finish the race. Did you say tricycles can't beat bicycles? No, I said bicycles can't beat tricycles can't and beat races because they're too tired. Did they like go on a run earlier? No, they have two tires, and it's a homophone. Oh, sir, <laughs> this, is like, this is a Catholic podcast. <laughs> Yay. Yay, we did it. So we match today. We do? We're both wearing gray t-shirts. Ring the bell, baby. We've done <laughs> Which it. is strange because I rarely ever wear t-shirts to the podcast. Yeah, you're usually in some type of cabana wear. Uh-huh. I'm I usually really like. I'm usually Florida business is what I call mm-hmm. it. I'm usually in and I wear, Florida business wear. I'm usually wearing an ill-fitting polo. But we're we're I roughing it today in the in the yeah. in the Patrick Nevy side of the podcast. I'm in my little brother's childhood. I'm not even in my own childhood bedroom this time. I'm in my right. little brother's childhood bedroom. Where? I think it'd be funny if you had a Florida Gators poster up in your house, in your room because one you're married and that's an insane thing to have in your room when you're married. 
<laughs> you just imagine, you know. This one, honey, will you marry me? Yes, first, but first, before you say yes. Hold on, before you say yes. Right above our headboard needs to be oh, that. <laughs> Gady the Gator. What's his name? Well, that Does guy he have doesn't a have a name, but um, Albert. Albert? There's a, there's a, the mascot's name is Albert. And I think the girl gator is Al, is Abigail, I think. Alberta and do Maybe they Alberta. and do they make they make little gator children? Little gator children, yeah. Ugh. So we're moving. Speaking of gators, we're moving into an apartment. We got an apartment. I know. <coughs> it's like it's like holy cow. That's actually it's genuinely I choked on my saliva. Why didn't you tell me that earlier? In well, my it, life? like it, it hasn't been solidified. Like we we applied for it. And like we're good, like they're just checking our our references, and I think we got it. But it's like you have price reference? range that's Do good. You, did, did you we, list me as a reference? No, like apartment references, I'm, like landlord I'm, references. I'm your business partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it's He's very uh, clean. So very it, little fecal matter. There's a there's an apartment. Um, it's really nice, like right down the street from my from my co-working mm-hmm. space, but mm-hmm. um. It's a really, it's a really beautiful uh, apartment. They have a, uh, <laughs> they have a lake in the middle of the complex, and mm-hmm. you can rent kayaks and go kayaking on this lake. Oh, that's nice. And my first thought, any any of my Florida boys with me will will understand and think you're mm. probably thinking this already. I was like, I looked at it and I was like, what about alligators? Yeah, didn't some kid die at Disney because of a gator in a lake? I told her, I was like I was like that like I I grew up I grew up going to friends' houses and in, in these like subdivisions that have retention ponds a lot of Florida subdivisions have retention ponds mm-hmm. and you can't like go swimming in the retention pond because there could be mm-hmm. an alligator and she says right. I've been working here for ten years never seen an alligator um, there's it's a fenced in property they can't get in and my dad was like no where there's water there is alligator. Now there be gator. Now they're not gonna they're gonna find the alligator before it gets big enough to eat someone. <laughs> sure, sure. Disney's just so big. Can they couldn't I get it in time? Can I propose something? Put a alligator in the lake. No. Okay. Podcast on the lake. <laughs> we both get kayaks, uh-huh. individual kayaks. We bring our microphones. We set up a camera. Sure. And then we kind of sit out there. And we maybe dangle raw meat over the side of the kayaks. <laughs> <laughs> and we see if we can't get through a, an hour of uh, dating questions bef- before our little toes get chomped. They do They do have a little a little peninsula. We were driving around the property. They have this little peninsula they call the island. It's not really an island. But it's like a, it's, it's a circle of land that has a skinny little land bridge connecting it. So it's like... So you're telling me there's a peninsula... In Florida, mm-hmm. it's like a that it's seems... like a hat on a hat. So it's a it's a circle. It's like a it's like an island that has an isthmus attaching it to an isthmus. You know, you're not familiar with an isthmus. Don't don't flex on me with your geographical. I just, water I'm just surprised that I terms. said it three times without stumbling. It's a hard word to say. <laughs> it's not really isthmus. Oh, you messed up. <laughs> no, I said it right. No, you did not. You said isthmus. It's not... It's not isthmus. It's an isthmus. Isthmus. Yeah. Look it up. 
I S T H M U S Isthmus. It's an isthmus. You were saying is you were saying isthmus. Isthmus. <laughs> isthmus. Isthmus time is here. <laughs> an isthmus is a narrow strip of land that connects two larger land masses yes. and separates two bodies of water. It's kind of like a butt crack for land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's an isthmus, 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 whatever. There's a strip of land that connects to this little island, and on the island, there's a wood fire pit. It's not really an island. Uh-huh. This other landmass. There's a mm. wood fire pit and two little Adirondack chairs with the lake on the back, and I was like, that, Ooh. that's a good place for a podcast. That's, that's where we would film our Cialis commercial. That's together. a great place for a podcast where the main feature of the podcast is two boys getting bit by every mosquito in the state Dude. of Florida. <laughs> We'd have to go. Do you guys have mosquitoes in uh, in the winter? Yes. Oh, fewer. Then what's the point? Of, what's the point of winter if there's no if there's still bugs? Well, there might be. I think Why even? I think it? there's fewer, but but it doesn't mm. get cold enough in Florida for them to all die. Hmm. Give it some time. With, but yeah, with so that Pope was my, my main new agenda of climate change. My Who main criticism of my main like worry about it, it's a beautiful property. There's balconies mm-hmm. that overlook mm-hmm. the lake and it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of amenities and I was excited. I was like, this is cool. And uh, but my one critique was, hey, there's there's a big there's a big puddle of standing water in the middle of this apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Are there alligators and mosquitoes? Because those are mm-hmm. like the two things that right. standing the water most come dangerous with. things in Florida, and other than old white ladies. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and they were like, "No, we we check it for alligators, and we and they do like mosquito prevention." I'm like, "Okay, fine, cool, whatever." But yeah, so that was fun. So you're excited? I'm excited about. You, I'm excited about the apartment. I'm excited when do you about, move it? Do you like if it all goes through? Obviously, they have a they have to call me to check up on your your reports yeah my quarterly uh, reports and all that your quarterly reports but once they call me and i give you the i give them the a-okay when uh when could this happen are we talking are we talking september one no it's this month this month oh, yeah. we're talking we're talking aug 15 yeah, maybe aug 22 might, yeah, we might be out august 15th yeah let's freaking go do they have internet at the apartment complex Oh, I'd have set that up. <laughs> you should set that up. I'm, well, I'm, I'm no, so I, I might, so I might be recording. So what I might do is I might upgrade my co-working space to 24 hour access. Mm. And when we do our evening pod record from, is a it far? Center. Is it far drive? Not from the apartment. It's closer to this apartment than it is nice. to my house. But nice. And then there's also free beer in the co-working space. So at what? late night drinky. Little drink, little drink, little drink with Ethan, <laughs> and then I don't have um, free beer anywhere. I'm so. gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, I'm honey, I'm sorry, I have to stay at Groundswell because I am hammered, as they say. But Everyone's okay gonna know where you work there's now. There's a bed and a shower there. Really? Well, there's a shower. I don't know if there's a bed. I think people just sleep in their offices sometimes. I mean, anything can be a bed. Oh, believe me, that was the story I was gonna tell. Do you want me to tell that story? Well, I was gonna ask: Is the apartment gonna be bigger than your last apartment? Uh, square footage wise, yes, but like the rooms that we used the most, namely our like we like the the, the apartment is going to be bigger, but sure. our last will there be more rooms? Yeah, there's more rooms. Okay, and so the cool, living room cool, and cool. our bedroom are going to be smaller. <laughs> sure, but more rooms is still good, even yes, if it is definitely. a little bit smaller. There's there's yeah. in, there's in there's in unit laundry, yay, which is huge. Yay, and, yeah. yay, big, 
big. I'm very excited for you. Me too. Ha- congratulations. If they take this away from you, I'm not above getting some very loyal and faithful listeners of this podcast together to firebomb that apartment. Well, Obviously other, when no one's home. No Obviously one's home. when no one's home. No one's home. Yeah. No one's home. No one's home. Well, there's other options. That's the thing. And a lot of the apartments around are requiring like 2.5 times rent instead of four times rent because rent is so high now that four times rent would be like, like they, um, they saw my commission Ludicrous. statement for, for decided excellence. And my commission mm-hmm. statement includes like everything. It includes like a really big, really big income and expense for like publishing the magazine. Cause I'm self-employed. So like, mm-hmm. he's like, here's all the money. Okay. Now you have to give back several thousand of that. And she was like, sure. do you make all this money? And I was like, no ma'am, if I made all that money, I would simply buy a house. I would, I would simply not be talking to you. You would ever. not be talking to me, and I would not show you my. Yeah, it was like. Yeah. It's very expensive to publish a magazine, but anyway, so, um, it's uh, I'm very excited for that. It's gonna be. I'm nice. happy for you. Leo is gonna love it. Oh yeah. Because right now, right now, it's you know my parents' house is not completely Leo proof, and so no, he, yeah, no. he can't. He like sticks his hand in the dog food, and you know. Max, just yeah. just scoundrel stuff, just yeah. like being a little scamp, yeah, you know, oh yeah. getting into it. Dude, he's so cute. He's he's gotten it. cuter. Um, yeah, yeah. He like what what's a what's a good Leo story? I mean, Phoebe came. He woke up screaming the other night, and Phoebe went mm-hmm. in, and he went dada 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 dada, and then my he touched he touched mom, and he goes ma, and then laid down. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then at least he was night, comfortable came, with mom. Fell right asleep. That night I came home and uh, he started screaming and he was like, he was screaming like bloody murder. It was like, crazy. And Phoebe was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And she like went and she had to go pee. Like, I'm not yeah. human. I, and so I, I went in it. and I was like, do you want me to take care of it? She said, yeah. And then he immediately calmed down, like laid his head on my shoulder, which he doesn't do unless he's tired. And then he like fell asleep in the child pose on my chest and like snuggled up. And then every time I got up, he'd be like, mm. <sighs> and he'd like throw himself on top of me to keep mm. me in the bed. So I slept in Leo's bed last night. <laughs> That's, I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. It's much more comfortable than the airport floor. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You you had to sleep on the airport floor. I did. Did you sleep in the Charlotte airport too? No, I got a hotel like a civilized oh, person. <laughs> but That's funny because you're part of the reason why I decided to sleep there instead of find a hotel room. What do you mean? So I thought you slept at the Charlotte airport when we were on our way back from the Holy Land. And so I was like, if Ethan can sleep at the Charlotte airport, so can I. <laughs> no, I we had been traveling for 24 hours and I was having a bad time. Yeah. I was like, I'm sleeping in a bed. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. I'm, I miss my family. I miss my son. Yeah. This is awful. My wife is sad that I'm not home. My son is sad that I'm not home. I'm going to sleep in a bed. Sure. <laughs> that, was my, that was my whole thought process. So, no, I did not sleep in the Charlotte airport. Although there were plenty of – it was a large airport, so you have lots of room, many concourses yes. uh, and terminals to, to sleep in. However, I – I You? Did not consider how crowded the Charlotte airport was going to be because everybody's flights got canceled, and so there were a ton of overnights. Dude, what is going on, man? Do you think it'll ever... Is it one of those things that just like COVID screwed it and it's just never going to go back to normal? Like, No, it, this, was a, this was a weather thing, but I think the way that they handled it was... There's only so many weather... Th- like, the flights were not canceled this much five years ago. You think? You know? No. Huh. I've, I've, seen a ton of, I've seen a ton of videos of pilots speaking to their planes, being like, hey, guys, 
this the last like couple of months have been the hardest that they've ever been for us in the airline industry. So I appreciate your patience. Like they're acknowledging that we're in a super unique time and it's not just mm-hmm. weather. It's like a, pun, a ton of other stuff that's mm-hmm. causing it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Wait, maybe hold on. So there's like a lot of people that, that quit because of the vaccine thing. And then there yeah. were like a lot of people that were laid off because of the COVID thing. And they and lost then, a lot of money and it would be, that's funny mm-hmm. because if no, they it's all cancel, just kind of catching up, if they cancel because of a weather thing, they don't owe you any money. No. And no, then you, they? because you just want to get to where you want to go are going to be like, I'll just drive. Right. And so they or keep your money and they or don't buy have another to fly flight. the plane. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's smart. You know what? Conspiracy theory. I'm into it. Because I we landed because we were super late flying out of Melbourne. We landed and I had 30 minutes to get to my flight before it left. Not boarded, just left. Yeah. And I made it, it before oh, you the made flight it. left. Nice. But they were like, doors closed. Sorry. That's and I was like, worst. yeah, but like you could open the door. Right. I was like, is like the I plane, see it right here. Like I was like, is the plane door closed? And she's like, no, but the boarding door is closed. I'm like, that's fine. I know this for a fact. If the flight door is not closed, you can open the boarding door and let me on. And then 12 people came. And they're like, we just got, we just landed. Our connection was late. Like, can you let us on? And they were like, no, we just closed the plane. I was like, why did you do why that? There's 12 that? seats open and you knew they were all coming. And the guy was being all like standoffish. And I was like, I was, I didn't have a seat number. And so I was pretty sure yeah. I was on a standby list. Like I wasn't getting on. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. I want you to tell me, like, I want you to look him in the eye and tell me that you knew that these people were on a plane on their way here and you decided you know what we're not gonna wait for him and he's like no you're being a karen no i just i wanted i wanted him to like i was like who made that decision and he was like oh like they did and i was like okay fine Fine, whatever he's like i called them and asked and they were like we're gonna we're gonna send the plane off without them and i was like okay fine and i was like he was like you have to go talk to customer service that's the customer service line is 30 people like it's like it's it's a hundred people long it's not 30 it was like 300 so people 300 people 600 people i was like there's there and also they you you go on you go you you talk about this you go to the customer service line and they say you have to go online or you have to call the number you know like they can't help you and no, so he was like anything. i was like you're gonna we you're gonna you can do the vouchers here like you can do them at the gate so you're gonna do the vouchers here right now i just said that i was being nice yeah but i was like you're gonna do the vouchers now and he was like oh it's a weather delay we don't need to do the vouchers and i was like well I just pulled up my phone and I booked my next flight and I left because I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. This sucks. I feel bad for anybody who has to travel. Um, I have to do maybe one or two more flights this year, which I'm not excited about. But they're shorter trips than the other ones that I've gone on. So sure. should, I shouldn't less, be that bad. I was bad. less mad about myself and I was more mad about like everybody else because I was like, it was, it was mm. 12 to 15 people showed up all at once. And I just didn't understand why they would not hold the plane. They don't. For, they don't care about us. Yeah, it was just. Strange. You know what I mean? Like, I think people need to people. People are under this illusion that any institution <laughs> exists in a state of like selflessness. You know, like yeah, or like, nobody. Yeah, like there may be diamonds in the rough where there's like a nice Dolly Parton esque figure that's like. <laughs> Don't worry, honey. I'll get this door open for you. Don't you? Don't you worry about that. We'll get yeah. you on this plane. But those are like one in a million people. 
because and, and nobody every, else, every time, nobody else is paid. Everyone else is paid forty thousand dollars a year, and like, why would they care? You that's, know, yeah, like that's fair. Like, why, seriously, why would they? They're not taught to care. They're not incentivized to care, and it's like no, it's a tragedy of the commons thing. You know, where if like everybody sure. is kind of underpaid and overworked, then no one's going to step up and take care of the people. No one has ownership. You know? It's funny because no one, the tragedy of the commons is supposed to be a socialism problem, but this is a capitalism problem. <laughs> it's well, yeah. When capitalism basically becomes every, there are so many super wealthy companies that can afford to pay people just enough to live. Basically yeah. the companies become the state. And so it's like the same, you have to deal with the same, same psychological problem, yeah. problem, you know? Yeah. People say I'm a goofball. But I don't know what the frick I'm talking about. You know what functionally, I mean? Functionally, functionally. Oh, sorry. I said that earlier. Are you really harboring that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just referencing something earlier to make oh, a connection sure. with you who I'm having a conversation with. But it's uh, yeah, you're like functionally. What's the difference between, you know, Ver, like Verizon installation fees or like service fees and taxes, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> Zip zero, zero zilch. You just can't do anything about it. I, um, yeah. yeah, I, I had, I had already kind of, I had already kind of like made my peace with I'm sleeping at the Charlotte airport on my flight over. Nice. And so I was like, cause I was fine with it because I knew there was a flight at seven that would get me to my talk on time. And I did, I got to my flight, I got to my talk 45 minutes early. Mm -hmm. I'm very tired, but I, um, the first, I went immediately to the Charlotte airport chapel. Did I tell you this? No, no. I I went immediately to the Charlotte airport chapel because I knew that most people would be uncomfortable in a chapel. And so they probably weren't going to be in the chapel. And it was uh, me and a lady who took out her laptop and watched some kind of like prayer service with headphones on. Darn. Nice. Nice. And was like, bitterly weeping oh and like having like an experience in this chapel Dude, and i was like protestants love their youtube worship ser- like services they're like they I get hope... into them well i i it was like it was like it was like 11 p.m and i was kind of ready to turn in you know i was i was like i you I like make my... her turn up like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna t- go to bed do you need anything can i get I, you some I water felt, <laughs> i felt wrong like going to sleep while she was using the chapel to pray right because it's a sign that says please don't sleep in the chapel Oh, Patrick. Because they don't they don't want people going in there and sleeping. They don't want it to become like a regular sleep spot. But it's like overnight. Right. What what are you gonna do? You know? Right. Um, yeah. And it was a bunch of people were in there and they all left and then it was just me and this lady. And so I got I got like one of the comfy chairs. Mm-hmm. And uh comfy for an airport chair. It's still like a conference center chair, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was ready to like kind of so that the chair the chair was like a, a cushion chair that had little mm-hmm. flaps that covered oh. the bottom of the chair so you couldn't see underneath the chair. And so I like flaps. My plan was stick my little head under the chair because the chapel lights didn't turn off. Oh, so so you put your head under a chair. Did you die? Did you suffocate? No, there was air. There was air. Yeah, the flaps didn't prevent you from breathing. Uh uh. Huh. Well, because my body was like holding one of the flaps open, it was just covering my eyes. I guess your body does. Your head has to get in there somehow. Yeah. And it is connected to your torso and wall. Yes, but yeah. I, I had a little cave, and I used my. It's funny. I didn't. I didn't bring my. I didn't bring my sweater, and I didn't bring my travel pillow, which was dumb. And so mm. I used like my packing cube as a pillow, and one of my shirts as a blanket. And I read online. I googled how to sleep at the Charlotte airport, and the blog that was like sleepinginairports.com. Mm-hmm. I get there's a hand. Uh-huh. I love for every hand I get. A hand and, for every uh, foot. <laughs> 
and uh, it said the Charlotte airport gets extremely cold at night. I was like, it doesn't feel very cold. I woke up the next morning chattering, like my my teeth yeah. were just. I was like, a, it's I was a chilly like, place. I, I walked out. I walked out into the into the terminal, and it was like people were looking at me like. What did this person do? And I was like, I slept here. Who is this frost troll that's emerging <laughs> from the chapel? I was like, I was like, I probably look like a maniac right now. And I went to my my gate, and there was a little breakfast place that had nobody. Did you get Cinnabon? No, no, no. It was it was oh. like a a market, you know, like a breakfast market or whatever. And they had a little a little cage with a bunch of breakfast sandwiches that was a warmer. It was a big wall sized warmer. So you stood in, and it. I stood right in front of it, and I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm thawing out. <laughs> wow. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, once you fall asleep, the night goes pretty quick. You just hurt the next sure. morning. It's like, what can you do? Take an ibuprofen, yeah. move on. Yeah. I'm sorry that all those things happened to you. I was, like, I was kind of, I, I, if I'm being honest, it was like a nice, like spiritually nice thing. Hmm. I, I had my rosary, and whenever I woke up and had trouble sleeping, I'd pray my rosary and go back to sleep. And, you know, it was, it was, I was a real big crank when my flight was delayed overnight going home because I wanted to see my wife. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm mad and I'm pissed and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But going to the talk made it easier, I think, because I was able right. to like contextualize the delay in the context of I'm going to do this ministry thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was easier for me to not be selfish because I was like, I'm going to get there when I get there. If I miss the talk, I miss the talk. It is funny. Like, that, that was my attitude going there. But, like, coming back, it was like, no, this isn't how it was supposed to go. I was supposed to see Phoebe tonight, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. Since then, I've kind of, you know, if it's if it's happening, it's God's will. So, like, whoa, it's not supposed to be another way. Because if it was, Dang. then it would be, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yes, yeah, so that was that was kind of my that was kind of my my takeaway from that whole experience. I think those are good takeaways. Someone asked me if I had any takeaways from when we went to the Holy Land and I was like, not <laughs> not really. I had some takeaways. Come on. I didn't I didn't go trying to get something out of it. You know? Like I went yeah. to I went to go and then I came back and now I'm here. I kind of get that. Yeah, I was like I was like expecting it to be a life-changing experience. That was kind of like my expectation. What? Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm just like, oh, it was fine. You know, I, I wouldn't say that my life was changed. I, I feel differently about the Holy Land now. Now I know what Palestine is. Yeah, you know, now you know that, what the West Bank is. That is a life-changing experience. I did see a video of some, uh, uh, some Israeli people spitting on some Catholic nuns. Uh, so we missed out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, that looks like a street that I walked in in Jerusalem. I'm much more conscious of anti-Christian prejudice among the children of Israel now. <laughs> yes. I would say. Yeah. Much more How many different ways can we say Jews without saying Jews? <laughs> <laughs> the people of the promise. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. It's actually been like a really sadly, like a recorded thing that like Jewish persecution of Christians has gone up 
like drastically yeah. in Jerusalem someone, specifically. Like, someone do you hear about this monastery that got burnt down yes. or that like they, that was attacked like in not very far away from where we were while we were there. I was going to like, Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Jewish radicals attacked this. They had to put up like an iron gate because people kept trying to like get in and take down this monastery. I saw this video of these guys that spit on these nuns. There's a priest that was like preaching the gospel and people were spitting on him. It's just like, man, someone commented a mean thing on our, on our Instagram. Oh, really? Oh That's yeah. A Jewish person commented, a Jewish person commented, I killed your, we killed your God. Holy I know. crap. I know. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I like, like, I mean, yeah. you're yes, but like, I was like, Hey, how come you can say it? But we can't, <laughs> I know. It's one of those. It's G. one of those Chester things. Says it, and he gets his cause of canonization revoked, and you say it, and it's like fine, you know. Yeah. There's also wow. that, that super popular rabbi on on Twitter who gets really like who gets really anti-Christian. It's crazy. There's rabbis on Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's wild. But I don't get. It. I don't get it. They're like super pro like sexual immorality, and I'm like, do you not? It's like. Did you see the video that ma- this video made the rounds? So I'm super deep in the right wing anonymous uh frog twitter and uh it's where i get all of my news actually uh good (laughs) and uh there was this video that was going around from matt frad's interview with dennis prager in like this whole other side of of youtube or not of youtube of twitter and i was like this is so funny to see matt frad pop up on these people's profiles because i like have met matt and i know matt and these guys are like all they all live in europe and they're all bodybuilders and they're all like (laughs) racist and so it's it was this thing where Dennis Prager, who runs PragerU, he's a Jewish man, but they fundamentally disagreed on evil mm-hmm. because for Matt, if you think something then and you're like, you point your will towards it with your thoughts, then that can be sinful. Yes. And Dennis Prager was like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, as long as you're not doing anything, it's not, it's not wrong. And so Matt's like, so if I'm watching animated child pornography and lusting towards it, that's not evil. And Dennis Prager was like, no, it's not. And Matt's like, that is despicable. <laughs> like, that, that is, is crazy. Yeah. yeah. But so no, that, like, that's what, that's what our, that's what our guide was talking about. He was like, Christians mm-hmm. do not understand how legalist, like Catholics get called legalistic. It's like mm-hmm. I, the buttons thing. I keep getting back to the elevator thing. It's like those kids would yeah. not touch a when, button. Right. When we were in Jerusalem, there was, we were there on, Shabbat and there was an elevator that would automatically go to each floor um, but none of the buttons worked because you can't you can't press a button because that's work on on Shabbat but your phone was fine I guess right yeah it's just like very it's, but, it, it's, but it's like it's just it's like, interesting Hani was saying he was like uh, these it's easier I would even say it's kind of encouraged in these faiths that you know the thing that makes you a Jew is I do these things. Right, I follow and these laws. It makes sense that when a Christian and a Jew are talking, mm-hmm. and you know a Christian says, "Hey, can you you know sin in your thoughts?" and the Jew says, "No," like that's why Jesus said, "If you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery mm-hmm. in your heart." He had right. to say it because they right. didn't believe it. Right. And it's so obvious to us in a, even, even like in a non-Christian, mm-hmm. like a post-Christian society, like even, even a, even a, a secular person mm-hmm. would say that child pornography is wrong, even if it's animated and not really child pornography, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's the intention. 
Mm-hmm. Even even a non-Catholic, even a non-Christian, secular American would say that because we're so influenced by Jesus. Right. You just can't. Right. You know. It's why people say when like a guy takes a picture of a young girl out at the beach or something, they're like, they're immediately like, check his hard drive because it's not like, yeah. because they know that there's something. Surely that there's something else going on, like taking a picture of a young person in and of itself, maybe not wrong, right? But like we recognize that there's an intention behind that yes. that action. Um, yeah, that's so that's so interesting. Now people they don't even call it like lust anymore. People call it emotional affairs because they don't want to like, oh, I'm in this emotional affair with this other person. Oh yeah, it's emotional they, unchastity. Yeah, but even then they recognize it as an affair, mm-hmm. even if they're not acting per se, yeah. which is fascinating anyway we're not here to talk about the jews we're not here to talk about dennis prager i want to talk about another worldwide gathering that caused a lot of controversy ah yes i want to talk talk about the world the ryan con the ryan con of all the ryans Ryans. together oh my contact is gonna is your is your is your brother ryan gonna go to the ryan con in las vegas uh did it already happen is there still time I think so. You should send him over. Let's see here. Ryan Khan. Ryan, put up on the screen right now if you're going. <laughs> um, I can't find anything for Ryan Khan. I don't know on... if Ryan Khan. It's like a Ryan gathering. <laughs> I found Ryan Higa on uh, Twitter. What's he doing? What's he up to? He said his, 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 he lives in Las Vegas, and he yeah. has 1.7 million followers. Uh-huh. Um, he looks like he just retweets other people's stuff. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, I want to talk about World Youth Day. So there's a bit of a there's some there's some things flying. A kerfuffle. Yeah, it happened what last weekend. So this is a little old news by the time this comes out, but I still think oh, it's yeah, important it's to talk about. Um, because you you made a story on our Instagram and people were like, "What is that? That doesn't why why did you post this?" I when made you a saw story those, on our Instagram when you saw the bins at uh, Catholic Family Land. Oh yeah, I saw bins at Catholic Family Land. I was like, "That's a weird place to put a tabernacle." Right. So if you don't if you don't understand this, so there's a lot of things there are a lot of things that have been coming out about World Youth Day. First and foremost, uh there's always like a lot of trepidation leading up mm-hmm. to it because there's always reports every year, I think even back to the first World Youth Days, of like consecrated hosts being hauled off in like trash bags because they had no better way to like transport them. Mm-hmm. Um, or people finding hosts in the ground, you know, after mass is over and they're, they're like pictures of the extraordinary ministers of Holy communion who are all just like old 70 year old people. That Why do they have like, extraordinary ministers at world youth day? There's like every priest, is every there. priest on the planet is there. I know, I know Patrick, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so it's just, there's lots of things that are happening. Like people are very, I think rightfully concerned about, Mm-hmm. liturgical abuses and lack of reverence for the sacrament at world youth day. Yes. So the, the, the straw that broke my camel is, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the phrase is. Um, but the, the thing that really frustrated me was that someone posted a, some pictures of these like storage, you know, those like, they're not like tough, not like clear bins, but like kind of the, the sturdier ones yeah. with like the teeth, you know, that kind yeah. of interlock over yeah. the top. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, so yeah. there were like three of those stacked on top of each other. And that had the hosts in them after mass. Like this the Eucharist, Jesus is in these stacked rubber <laughs> containers. And everyone was like, and there was another picture of like people 
like kneeling in front of them and it just looked so bizarre like mm-hmm. just honestly it was just a really weird photo of young people kneeling in front of these storage bins Did you know, and then, you know they were like they a were little praying, candle lit. they were praying a rosary for reparations against oh really for, yeah the, the, the girl the girl commented huge she was like i love this that is me. actually yeah she's like this is me and my friend we're praying for reparations for against the yeah based i love yeah, it huge huge um so this all was happening and get ready we're probably gonna end up talking about it tomorrow with amber <laughs> oh yeah i am i am prepared oh amber that'll be an interesting we're gonna be on the religious hippie podcast tomorrow i don't know when it's gonna come out me either i'm very excited though i am excited too i'm worried that she's not gonna be prepared for us <laughs> that's true she did send us questions so that we could be prepared for the show but i don't think she's prepared for us she had I don't me think you know what no she she's could. definitely not prepared because i went on and i was very much like my catholic speaker self very middle you of the were, road you were locked in did you hear my episode of course you no did. i would never listen you never listen i was I very like, to catholic she was like tell me about why uh the trads are right and i was like well you know we got <laughs> you know very you very s- like amenable very agreeable you know but also not too i didn't i didn't go full yeah. tilt like i I'll, wanted to. i might i might go full tilt and we could have a conversation Ethan's going to be like, yeah, I do think the moon landing was Masonic. And I do think that the, the bomb was dropped in the two most Catholic cities in hey, Japan for a reason. Hey, I do. You're leaping, you're leaping ahead in the topic list. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, did you, speaking of that, did you see Steve Skojek? I do Skojek's, think Oppenheimer was a Freemason. Did you see Steve Skojek's tweet today? No. Holy. Hold on. I want to live react dude. to it. I no, it's, want. it's really long. It's really long. It's not worth it. Oh. Don't do it right now. Don't do okay, it right okay, now. Okay, okay. Um, but I can, I can give you a summary of it, but basically he was responding to this guy and he just did like the most, I quote tweeted it on my profile. If you want to read it after this, Okay. but I said, Steve really served here and no one responded, but I, cause I think he did, but he uh-huh. did like a multiple paragraph, like the most articulate, elegant, and just like brutal takedown of post conciliar Catholicism in America that I've ever seen. And he like ends it like he's mad at this guy specifically. And he's like, you are contemptible. You are, you know, you are needling. You are this, you are this, you are an occasion of sin and I'm going to block you. Like he just, (laughs) he just lights this guy up and it's like this huge long, like talking about all the things, the felt band. He just goes through the whole, the music. He calls it off, off, off Broadway music. Like he just, (laughs) he just lays into it. And it's, it's really, it's, first of all, it's really funny, but second of all, I'm like, Hey man, I feel all of this. Um, don't read it right now. You're going to get distracted. I uh, am going to read right now. No, Patrick. Ethan's TV Twitter. I just want to see your tweet that says yeah. you really served. Yeah. Ethan. I, do we not like Steve Skojek anymore? Um, we, did you ever get in a tiff with him? Oh yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. And Steve, the yeah. missionary commented and he was like, do not invite him on the podcast. He will. He is there for blood, and you're what not going mean? to live after this. Oh, oh, was it? It was Mike Lewis. Is that what it was? Yeah, is that who yeah, it was? yeah, yeah. Deserved. Yeah, I don't know who Mike Lewis is, but I'm on Steve Skojek's side. Anyway, not important. I want to talk Bourgeois about the Tupperware bubblegum chewing religion of suburban good cheer, obnoxiously entitled laity, off, off, off Broadway show tunes. Oh my god. That's just the first this is the first sentence. Homilies that are straight from chicken soup for the low IQ. Yeah. Not very ambiguously gay. Pass okay. All right. <laughs> right. I know we have to <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Yeah, he really There's he no, goes I mean, after the, the it. The thing, this is like I, I do want to talk about this because like yeah, the the, the tradening is just happening. Yeah, it's just I mean everybody like I very ardently like defense of and I think it's true. It's like the Nova Sorta was here to stay, and mm-hmm. the reality is like you're right. It was a uh, a jarring transition not a transition it was a jarring like rupture yeah but now we have generations of catholics who grew up with that rupture mm-hmm. so we can't just rupture it back right so like yes. we have this we have this problem right we don't have to solve it but it's like very clearly there's an issue here mm-hmm. with like just all of what Steve was saying. It's just like, yes. it, it seems like Bubble the Novus Ordo was... Suburban, you know. Yeah, the Novus Ordo seems to be, like, grown in a lab for, like, how to make suburban, mm-hmm. middle-class Catholics real, real comfy. Yeah. And not and challenged. It is the liturgy. Or the way that we do it. You right. Know? And the liturgy is, like, is key. We can't, we can't neglect the liturgy. Um, but he says something at some point, like, Catholicism... Uh, is designed Catholicism used to create martyrs. Now it creates lapsed Catholics and atheists was one of the things that he says. Which and he is. <laughs> yeah, he's both. I think he's both of those. I think he's agnostic now, which is pray for a Steve Skojic. Yeah, we should, I, we should invite him on the show and talk to him. I think that I've could DM'd be a fruitful him, conversation. I've DM'd him since I'm like, Hey, I know we've had our problems. You, I don't even know if you remember those problems, but like, I hope you're doing well, man. <laughs> Hey man, all right, man. Hope you're hatchet, doing hatch, okay. I told him it was like hatchet buried. Like whatever you're going through is obviously more important than whatever little beef we had. But like yeah. he also regrets what he did at one Peter five, which is what I didn't like him for. So we're, mm-hmm. we're good. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but I think, and I do think this dovetails a bit with the World Youth Day conversation because I think people, more and more people, are noticing that there is either a malicious uh, group of people trying desperately to undermine the the tradition and the truth of Orthodox Catholicism, or there's a bunch of really, really incompetent people in charge, like to the point where it's yeah. so low probability that there's that many incompetent people that it almost has to be the former. Right. It's yeah. It, there's that rule of like always assume incompetence before malice. Mm-hmm. And I think I tried. I'm gonna hold uh, on yes. a little longer. I think Me I'm too. gonna keep. I don't. I'm, I don't, I'm done trying for the most part. Because like, <laughs> the, did you see what's the the quote? I'm gonna read this real quick. Um, Cardinal in charge of World Youth Day. Let's see here. Um, yeah, the Auxiliary Bishop of Lisbon and new president of the World Youth Day Lisbon, Lisbon 2023 Foundation, who Pope Francis recently named a cardinal, uh, he, he was quoted as saying, we don't want to convert the young people to Christ or to the church. Oh, yeah, Bishop Bobby B. responded to that. Yeah, uh, or anything like that at all. Uh, we want it to be normal for a young Catholic Christian to say and bear witness to who he is or for a young Muslim Jew or of another religion to also have no problem saying who he is and bearing witness to it. And for a young person who has no religion to feel welcome and perhaps not feel strange for thinking in a different way. It's this like, it's this, see, this is strange to me. Cause it's like, I get it. Like you want to, it's a theology of affirmation. Like you want people to feel 
like their their experience is valid, which it is. But if someone is not Catholic, they're wrong, you know, and it's like that. Like if you can't take that next step, then it's like, why are you a cardinal of the Catholic Church? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, why like, not want, just be whatever you step, feel? I want if you feel this way about Catholicism, like, well, you know, in the end, like it's just just matters that you're a good person mm-hmm. and it's like it doesn't really matter because like we all believe in the same god and we're going to the same place like all right then why are you here yeah why are like, what, we here what is the point because you know you know the world the world believes that it doesn't matter what religion you are and it everyone's fine and mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want and so when catholics start saying you can do whatever you want and it doesn't matter what you believe then the world says congratulations you're here late to the party get out yeah. yeah like finally we've defeated it's like it's like it's the stupid stupid dumb idiotic stupid quote from rick and morty it's like oh you it's college with extra steps or whatever right mm-hmm. it's like is basically you just invented like secular humanism with extra steps with extra steps yeah yes it's like why wh- why should i go to mass and get all these sacraments and and listen to all these terrible homilies and this terrible music just to just to have the same attitude about life and the world as my neighbor does, who exactly. doesn't go to church and who doesn't raise his kids this way, exactly. you know what I mean? Who who is just as happy as me, at least on the surface, right? We watch the same football games and we work the same kind of jobs, we drive the same kind of cars. Why do I need to do all of this when this is an objectively more miserable experience? <laughs> you know, because it is, and and like if you divorce it from like the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, if you divorce it from the tradition of the church, if you divorce it from evangelization and mission and like all of those things. And you're just left with this, like this like weird UN branch, you know, where everybody wears costumes and (laughs) like, uh, and so I think that that's why, like when I saw the, um, the, the tabernacle thing, I was just like, man, did nobody even think like it's world, it's a world youth day. You know, like, okay, you're telling me, you are telling me that you can't have someone construct or purchase a large tabernacle or that's bolted to the ground. So no one takes bolted, it. That's bolted to the ground or collect a bunch of tabernacles and have them, you know, guarded throughout the night. Like there is a way to do this. You guys just didn't try, you know, mm-hmm. why do we need to have a mass for 1.6 million people? All the same mass where everyone has communion distributed to them. Why can't with all the thousands of priests that were there just have thousands of little masses that people can go to? Like, is that any harder to set up than the one big mass? Father Alec, I was like, yeah, people would probably feel like they didn't go to mass, though, because the catechesis is so bad that they think they have to receive it every mass. And Father Alec goes, yeah, but wasn't catechesis part of World Youth Day? And I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Right. It's just like such a weird. It's it's like the the secular humanism thing. There's like uh, Fawn Balthazar wrote this play about Karl Rahner. At the Vatican mm-hmm. Council, I've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. it's like Karl Rahner, a theologian representing Karl Rahner, the Jesuit, talking to a secular humanist. And he's like, no, don't worry. Like, the Catholic, the Catholic Church has always, um, has always preached freedom of religion and liberty and equality and fraternity. And the secular humanist responds like, well, it's too bad the French Revolution had to do all your work for you. Mm-hmm. What's, what, do you what, do, what do we need you for? Yeah. If you actually agreed with us the whole time, yeah, then what's the point? And it's like someone said someone said this thing about like um evil preaches tolerance. 
until it's accepted and then it becomes dogma mm-hmm. and like that mm-hmm. we're just we're just and we we got tricked by the religious freedom doctrine yeah in america which and it happened recently because for a long time in america religious freedom meant everyone except for catholics like for yes. a very long time and for a long time in america religious freedom meant whatever protestantism you want <laughs> <laughs> and so like we got tricked recently like i think after kennedy where it was like oh don't worry like you can be catholic so you keep it to mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. you know it's you can you can um we're we're actually better off under freedom of religion and we kind of got lulled into it and now we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna face the consequences of those actions i guess yeah. it's like I but saw it's a good video. because the people who made those decisions are long dead and they don't have to see it right well good for them I know it's it's hard to see what's going on here when you're facing eternal lakes of fire, so yeah, bummer. I saw a video from Panama where Satanists broke into a Catholic church and took out the the consecrated host oh, and drew out the words "Hail Satan" with like the hosts on the ground and like uh-huh. flipped statues over and like desecrated different things. It's just like, man, if we don't think that that's gonna happen here soon, it's like. But is anyone going to care when it does oh. happen? Is are the people who care going to be seen as like rigid traditionalists who? I mean, there, are, there were black masses, you know, and like, what's going to happen is you know, like, there's going to be a black mass, and then the National Catholic Reporter is going to be like, um, let's not be too hasty to condemn <laughs> the Satanists here, right? Yeah, don't forget the Catholic Church has a long history of covering up child abuse. Right. There's going to be an America Magazine article that's like, you might be tempted to to disavow the black mass, but maybe it's time for you to listen. It's like, I, I don't think it's time for me to listen to them. <laughs> I haven't submitted an article in a while for good yeah, reason. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. And I think my last thing that I want to say on this, and then we can wrap up the episode, is I have a I have a deep frustration, and I don't know how to articulate it in a way that's charitable, with priests and people who have this, like, this image of people like me, right, or people who are maybe lean more traditional, who are not afraid to say these things. Like I don't, I don't feel guilty saying that Pope Francis gutted the John Paul II Institute in Rome. You know, I don't feel guilty saying he's put Cardinals in positions of power. Cardinals who seem to profess sexual ethics, contrary to the Catholic church, sacramental theology, contrary to what the church teaches. Like you can just look all this up, you know? And so, and then it's like, Hey, these are all bad decisions. And either he's being malicious or he's incompetent and like the like that's really the situation it's like and yeah. you can't say that because people will say well well we need to pray for the holy father and we can't be you know like we shouldn't you we can't be these angry like why are you so outraged and angry all the time someone said that to me uh in response to my tweets it's like why are you outraged i'm like i'm not outraged it's just weird that you're not you know like yeah it's just weird that like it's weird that yeah, you I'm- keep finding reasons to excuse this brand of catholicism because yeah because one or two people convert every year. It's like, yes, but thousands and thousands and thousands of people are leaving. And so, yes, good can happen at World Youth Day. No doubt about it. Good can happen through the church today. No doubt about it. Yeah, Matt, Christ Matt is always Brad's working. conversion was at a World Youth Day. Right, Huge. right. Jesus yeah. is always working, bringing people to him no matter the mm-hmm. circumstances. But why would we do it in a way that we know is less good than other ways? I think Father Harrison's conversion was at a World Youth Day too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So like it makes sense. Um, so anyway, I just I just wish that people would stop getting so defensive about this like 
style of global Catholicism and instead maybe have a bit more clear eyes, even if it means that they align with people that they've previously disavowed. Because it's scary to identify with the trads, but sometimes the trads are right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Can't believe I... <laughs> what? I can't believe I would ever die fighting with Steve Skojic. Yeah. How about with a friend <laughs> or something? I don't know. Some... Can I be... I never saw the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if if you're if I'm Gimli, and you're Lego Lass, uh-huh. who's Frodo? Um, KB Rubalgaba. Katie Rubalgaba is Frodo. <laughs> she has the throw. And then and then who is Aragorn? Who is Aragorn? Obviously, John Blevins. Look John at that Blevins. man. That's a whole and man. And right who? Is Gandalf? Um, obviously Luke Carey. Luke Carey. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was just thinking of the oldest person that I know. <laughs> no, no, the Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. All right. Um, you are Gimli, and I am okay. Lego Lass. Yeah. And Luke and Gomer. Or like Lego ass. Uh, yep. Yeah. And Luke and Gomer are Frodo and Sam, and they're like real short. And it's yeah. like really funny. <laughs> and Father Harrison oh, wow. and Father Anthony are, are Marion Pippin. <laughs> oh, goodness. I forgot about Marion Pippin. Mm-hmm. And then I think Saruman could be like, ooh, I don't know, Dr. Taylor Marshall. Ooh, yeah, let's get Dr. him. Dr. Or... Taylor Marshall. Even is... though he is wrong about the moon landing, but not for the reason that you'd think. <laughs> The, the moon landing wasn't fake. The moon landing was real, but they did film it on a soundstage on the moon. That's what people don't understand. That's what people don't get. They shipped a soundstage up there. Yeah. Father, Father, Father Anthony was like, the moon stage, the moon, the moon landing wasn't staged, but it was a mortal sin. Dude, unironically, you should read my tweet because I, I was doing some digging. I was doing some poking. Oh, yeah. Turns out, turns out the guy that invented the rockets that like they like the rocket technology that allowed us to yeah. go to the moon was um an occultist and uh stated that he communicated directly with satan <laughs> like and summoned him in his room and was also a disciple of alistair crowley who's one of the most infamous occultists of all time and uh, he like joined this weird like magic alchemic church where he would do like inversions of the mass rituals and all of these things. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, he probably just invented the rockets on his own. It's like, nah, dude, <laughs> the demons told him how to make the rockets. The, de- S- the CS Lewis's space trilogy is happening. Yeah. hundred percent. This are is using space travel to get to Paralandra so they can corrupt the new man, the new man. On, and this is, this is Michael O'Brien. This is Michael O'Brien in voice Alpha Centauri too. This is the whole oh, thing. Really? Like they go to Alpha Centauri and they find, um, the ruins of an ancient civilization, but, uh, it's actually, um, all the people from earth before the flood that get the, all the evil people get taken away, mm. uh, in a, in a spaceship that's given to them by Satan. So anyway, it's, it's a cool, cool little story, but anyway, uh, if you want to learn more, look up Jack Parsons on Wikipedia and just scroll down to the part where it talks about occult activities. And Don't do that. It's don't, bad to indulge in curiosity when it comes to the occult. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't think it's curious. I'm not curious about the occult. I'm curious about the guy that invented the rockets that took us to the moon and about how he was an occultist. Do you see what I mean? A little <laughs> yeah, bit different. I see. I see. 
I only say this because I want people to question everything and not because I think that they should uh, be curious. Sure, sure, sure. Well, if you think this episode is worth a cup of coffee, you can donate uh, $10 a month on Patreon. That is about what it would cost to buy us a cup of coffee. And uh, if you can't afford that, that's fine. Leave a review. It is just as helpful. Mm -hmm. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? The... What was the conspiracy theory that you mentioned earlier that I said I believe in? The airlines just use weather oh, yeah. delays? Yeah. Airlines delaying on purpose is now my sixth conspiracy theory that I fully and unironically believe. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us, and we will be praying for you. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.